the glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Eric. You're not Miles. No, I'm not. So this Uh, is not the best damn beer show, (laughs) according to our mommies. Hey, you don't leave my monster out of this. Uh, yeah, so this week Eric is joining me. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure when this episode is going up, but it's kind of an extracurricular one that we're going to do just because we just kegged uh, a homebrew that yeah. we collaborated with. Well, this is like collaboration number three, right? Yeah, we've been collaborating for a while yeah. now. Um, so I think this is three. Yeah, and, Batch I, think one it, well, was, and uh, I think we have one already scheduled for February, yep. so it seems like it's going to become a monthly thing. Yep, that'd be the goal. I'm excited about. Me too. So Especially yeah. If they all turn out like this. Yeah, <laughs> we have just shit-eating grins on our freaking faces today. Yeah, uh, so uh, we've talked a little bit about this beer, but we're going to dive into that in just a minute here. Eric, since the last time you've been on the show, it's been a while. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time one. Pre-wedding, uh, probably, so yeah, September. Yeah, pre-wedding. Uh, what have you been up to beer-wise? Um, uh, tasting beer, drinking God. beer, brewing beer. I've been doming a lot of beer. Uh, yeah. Any, anything I, anything remarkable? Oh, God. Um, you name it. Uh, just go down the Beer Advocate Top okay. 250. But uh, no, really, the, the beer that pretty much last fall I got introduced, summer, fall, got introduced to Treehouse Brewing Company. And I had a very fond friend of mine, Joe Senegaglia, out on the West Coast, who got shipments in from Munson, Massachusetts, and then he'd send them to me, and they'd be like less than five days old. So I literally tried like every beer in the Treehouse portfolio at that time, (laughs) as far as IPAs and pale ales go. Um, So I grew quite fond of them. And um, so I drank all the, pretty much you name it, Green Julius, King Julius, Hayes, all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And tons of toppling Goliath as usual, Bourbon County Rare. Yeah, I'm a beer snob, I apologize. No, uh, well, I mean... That's drinking-wise. Brewing-wise, I didn't really brew too much at all other than um, the stout back in July or June with you. And then um, I brewed a little bit as like a third party brewer, if you will. Like okay. I, I put in some grain and they brewed some beer, my buddy Barry and Joel. And then... I met them yeah, the other day, yep, right? Yep, yeah, they were here. Uh, and then they just gave me bottles of whatever their creation oh, was. Sweet. So I was kind of like a... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like an assistant and or... What's the word? Damn it. The words aren't... brewer? Yeah, but a consultant brewer. Consultant brewer. Kind of. I mean, not that they need a consultant. They're very good. But uh, did, I think, like a, a black IPA and I did a... Like, just, I was in on their stout day. They, they wanted to hone in a base stout. Day. Yeah. So, other than that, I haven't really done any brewing other um, than with you this last yeah. beer. Yeah, uh, besides the brewing thing, I kind of want to roll back just, just a little sure. bit. Sure. You had a chance to try um, the Bourbon County Rare this year. Yeah. Um, you're one of the few people I know okay. who, who's actually tasted it. How was it? Was, well. Was, was it worth the hype? Yes. Okay. Um, what I... Would I go out and trade for it and pay the asking price right now? I, I don't know if I could say yes. Okay. Uh, it's, 
Bourbon County on a whole nother level. It's not necessarily like amplified Bourbon County as in the base beer flavors. It's the way the barrel was used, the barrels that were used. They are 35-year-old Heaven Hills barrels mm-hmm. that were basically being discarded by the distillery. And Goose is like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, no, no. We want to do something really cool with those. And as you can imagine, those barrels are older than you and I. Yeah. They had a lot of like creaks and cracks and who knows. A lot of aches and pains. In yeah. Them. So the beer is a very, very, the, the best way I can describe it is interesting. Okay. Um, I did do a YouTube review on it and I don't know if you want to link that. that. It's just youtube.com um, slash blackboard beer reviews. Okay. Um, just honestly type in Goose Island Bourbon County Rare 2015 Eric Wood and it'll pop up. Alright. But uh, we rated it perfect. Oh really? It was, okay. We split it three ways thanks to Barry. He brought one over. He went to Rare Day. Oh, they had a wow. day this year. Um, it was good. It's really good. I still would probably say, hey, if you gave me six regular bourbon counties, you can have all my rares or dollar for dollar. Okay. You know, which is ten. Yeah, six. All right. That makes sense. No, it's real. It's really good. It's it's hard to explain once you have it right here in front of you. Okay. Yeah. You no, know, I, I was just curious. Yeah, it was worth it. Like, I, 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 I saw the yeah. reviews popping up online yeah. and stuff, and I'm like, that ah, looks interesting. I don't know if I'd go out and seek it out, but... Worth seeking out. If it's ever on draft somewhere, we'll try to... to yeah. I doubt it will be, but I, it could. That seems could. very, very unlikely. Um, beer-wise, for me... Yeah, um, what were you... What are you you've done quite a bit. Well... Gravity Hammer. Well, so that's, that, since, since the last show, though, not a whole lot. Sure. Uh, the biggest thing was we... we keg this but yeah no i did i did gravity hammer you tried gravity yeah what'd you think i thought it was really good i tried the barrel age version today i think that's one you brought yep. um it is definitely a beautiful beer that really relates well like it it, it melds well to bjcp styles Mm-hmm. Like if you took a Scottish ale, the base beer is very, very close to those. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah. And then the barrel just, it's a beer that was made to be barrel It really was. The vanilla and barrel like coconutty tones that you get from barrel aging was there. There was still enough like uh, actual wee heavy character. Like... How do I, I, I? How did I put it to you? Like peat? It almost yeah. Uh, it was a peat not, note, not, not but it wasn't smoky, smoky but or like, like a malt, a peat smoky yeah. scotch. But it was just this faint hint of peat, and then some oak and caramel, and yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy with how that beer turned <laughs> Probably out. Probably have to make that an annual release. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I shared this anecdote on the uh, on the on the show last week or not, but that day uh, when I when I was pouring it. Uh, for the first time, I, I think I, I poured it for Carlos that morning to check the carb. And so we, we had a glass right yeah. away in the morning at like 9 a.m. Perfect time for <laughs> drinking. Perfect time for drinking. And then, uh, and then Rick came over at about 11 or so. And so we, we, we were pouring them side by side. And so like I said, we snapped a couple of pictures to throw up on untapped and whatnot. And they went out on Twitter and then, uh, I, I got a, I got a response from somebody. They're like, barrel age gravity hammer. That sounds really good. Sounds like something I want to drink all day while playing Halo. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, right? seriously. And just they're like, 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 where can I get it? Yeah. Should I try it? I'm like, well, I mean, if you can find it, yeah. go for it. Yeah, if you can find it. <laughs> it would be kind of cool if we did, like, in the future, like, a barley wine, a stout, a wee heavy, and another, like, um strong ale or something that's meant yeah. to be barrel aged and like have like 
tags like this and, and kind of wax the world a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like Miles and I tried doing that years ago with our first barrel, and we did have a barley wine, a Scottish ale, and a stout all waxed at the same time in different colors, and it was really cool. I would love to be. It just makes me want to just own a brewery, though. Yeah, no, it does. It, it's it's almost one of those things where you need to find a brewery to collab with. That's yeah. willing to uh, let to you brew it. on their system. Yeah, kind of like the the guy from um, not Funk Factory. Uh, I got this. You got it. It's uh, part of Yazoo Brewing Company um, down in the Carolinas. And this guy, Embrace the Funk is the name okay. of him. He's a, he's a brewer who started working with Yazoo Brewing Company, and then they he basically used their system, you know, partnered with their head brewer, the had a ton of um, barrels brought in. I think his name is Brandon. Yeah, his name is Brandon. Anyways, he um, eventually built off their platform and became Embrace the Funk Brewing. Okay. So that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Thing to be able to do. In the Midwest needs it. They we, need, we need, we need a, a barrel house sour, other than Central Waters. Yeah. Well, no, so. we, we need a sour barrel house. True. Well, that's we coming. Old Oak is coming, but they're going to be out in Duluth. Where, uh, what's, what's Levi doing now? What he's Old Oak. Oh, he's Old Oak. Okay. Yeah, he's Old Oak. He'll be brewing up in the Duluth area, kind of, up north, if you okay. will. And he'll be, I believe, selling bottles out of Fair State Brewing Company and having draft there as well. They won't have a tap room. Okay. It'll be very interesting. It'll be very traditional we farmhouse. Need do, we need to do a Duluth weekend sometime. Yes. Just like, um, just go up Saturday morning, Bent, come back Bitkers. Sunday. Yeah. That could be fun. Does Duluth have Uber? Because we will need it. Duluth has Uber. Plus, uh, if we bring my brother, he has a bunch of uh, friends and stuff who still go, who still Sweet. live up there. So. I, used, I was born there. Really? Yeah. All right. Fun Good fact. Time. Fun fact. All right. That is totally not part of beer nope. talk. All right, That's guys. So we're gonna we're we're gonna do two things today. One, uh, we have a double IPA from my local yep. uh, Pitchfork Brewing Company that yep. we're going to talk about, um, and then we're going to talk about the homebrew uh, before it's been carved or anything. Right. This is literally all... just been transferred into kegs. Just finished the dry hop. Yep. Dry hop. Um, I last dry hopped it on late Wednesday night, early Thursday. Yeah. So let's let's dive into that one first. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, we're going to do the we're going to do the homebrew first. Okay. Sounds uh, good. That way. If sure. people don't want to hear us talk about commercial beer, they can turn it off. Already. True. That sounds great. That's right. not the point of the show. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So um, while Eric is sniffing, smelling, and I've been thinking doing that the whole damn time, right? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick overrun of what our hop or our, what our malt bill was, and then Eric can talk about the hops a go little with, bit. Uh, yeah. Don't go with exact amounts. I, I'm gonna go with exact amounts. Damn it, Casey! It does not matter. It literally does not matter. It does matter. No, it doesn't. Okay, it's guys. All good. I'm a stickler. For 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 a ten gallon batch, um, we did twenty three pounds of Golden Promise, uh, two pounds of oat, two pounds of acidulated malt, two pounds of white wheat. Like that that malt bill sounds ridiculous for an IPA. Yep. Or pale ale. American IPA. American IPA yep. is what we were shooting for. Um, mostly the oats and the amount of acidulated malt in there is just way too much. To you. To me. To me. But it, but, no, no. But if 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 you're looking at a standard West Coast beer, true. 
that's that's a lot of that's a, that's a lot. If you're looking at BJCP guidelines, this beer does not fit at all. Nope. This is more of a American wheat ale or American hefe, even. Yeah, I guess uh, you uh, could, but more on the looks rather than on the hop true. or malt bill. True. I mean this this thing is about. It says. 5 SRM here's what it was calculating I would say it's about 4 5 4 4 to 5 5 somewhere in there yeah but not clear at all no and we didn't want it to be clear. nope we were um, shooting for haze yeah that's that's kind of the um the the gr- the, the brewery that we were emulating uh their their thing well you is, could just say New England style IPA. I suppose yeah I mean there's Trillium there's Treehouse there's Hill Farmstead there's Hoofhearted who's actually in Iowa or who farted uh, there's Captain's are there, Daughter are there like this yeah all of them are all this new turbid hazy borderline is murky the, is the new style it's like the thing to do right now so um, I feel like it started with a home brewer who didn't know how to find Petty Topper was a big one that was like this okay so yeah, that's kind of what we were going after, chasing that haze dragon, and I think we definitely over nailed it. Stuff looks like Sunny D right now. Yeah, granted, right. nothing has had cold crashing. We, we or haven't cold crashed or anything yet. Um, well, we'll give you a full review. Probably, uh, we'll probably record another one of these on Friday. Yeah, after uh, it's ready to drink. I actually, I'd like to have John and everybody. Yeah, that that, that would be, be awesome. Fun. Yeah, uh, we'll post a picture the the picture on uh, the Blind Ninja Studios. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll post that as glowing as, orange. Li- literally, as soon as we're done recording here today, I'll post it. So, um, basically, if you go back a week, you'll see it. Yep. Just look at our page. Um, yeah. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the hops here? Well, I, um, so I can sure. Start. Yeah, go for it. Just dive into that. Um, so, generally speaking, I, I have used uh, hop shot in a lot of IPAs, um, which is just like CO2 extract hop oils mm-hmm. um, that just provide bitterness, really. They were out at Northern Brewer, so I went with Columbus, and for a 10, a 10 or 11-gallon batch, whatever the way you look at it, um, we used three and a half ounces at 60 minutes, and it was kind of first wart, first mash, LOL, and um, <laughs> there's a joke. We'll, 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 we don't we'll, we we'll can just really gloss go into that over that. Into the next episode. We can gloss we'll go over, over the entire brewing, brewing failures. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So three and a half ounces for bittering, which provided roughly about 65, 66 con- actual IBUs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all the IBUs that are in here. And I think it's almost borderline too happy. Yeah, we, we almost overdid it. But we'll see. Uh, and then there were zero flavoring or boil additions. Nothing between 60 and zero or 60 and one minute. Everything was added at um, Flameout, flame Whirlpool. And Which, if you've been listening to uh, this for a while, you guys know I like to do my uh, Flameout additions at 15 minutes yep. instead of at zero. Um, just because of the way homebrewing works. Yeah. Um, though we did ours at zero because we didn't have any cooling. Yeah, we brewed this two Saturdays ago, roughly. And, and um, it was it was minus It was 13. like negative 13 out. Yeah. And you can't really run a wort chiller outside. Without freezing without your pipes. exploding every pipe in the and house. And Eric didn't want to yeah. So we chilled that. it in a snowbank, and it worked. After it had an extended hour. hop stand. <laughs> a, a very extended hop stand, which is okay. I yep. think it turned out nicely. Um, um, but yeah, then so at Flame Out we used uh, four ounces of Galaxy hops. There's so much hop matter in this. Yeah, like, it's as, I, as I'm like, it's just 
like He's chilling. No, but like if you there's just like a dark spot in the yeah, bottom I of know. my cup. It's it'll be it won't be there on the final. No, product. no, no, in the final product. It's no, crazy though, isn't it? I think that's where like yeah. some of the grassy notes are coming. Totally, from. totally. Uh, but yeah, Amarillo and Citra also at Whirlpool, and then um, there was a double dry hop at five days and at three days respectively, and we used the same hops in Flame Out. Yep. As we did in the dry hops. Yeah, and it... Uh, I would say total ounces of hops we're looking at for a 10-gallon batch. There is a lot of speculation on how, how much is too much. Um, we're but this right is, on the border of too I much. don't know. Uh, this is just over, just over a pound and a quarter of hops for a 10-gallon batch, which I don't think is too much. I said it's on the border. Nah. I think... I don't know, man. There's a lot of hop matter in the bottom of that. Yeah, well... It'll be fine. No, don't get me wrong. It smells amazing. Yeah, we it should tastes... probably dive into that. So right. as, as we're doing that, let's segue with um, our uh, estimated original gravity was supposed to be 106.8. Um, and this is adjusted for system efficiency. Um, estimated final was to be 101.5. Our actuals were 106.6. And 1.013 is the final gravity measured, giving mm-hmm. us 7% alcohol by volume, which is a little lower than... Than I actually wanted, but it's perfect. Yeah, no, it's it's right. It's a good range. Yeah, um, it's be especially great. for something this drinkable. <laughs> it's kind of scary. So yeah, if you want right, the appearance so is I, like I, I'm, I'm going to dive in. Uh, appearance, it looks like yeah. Pour sun, Sunny D into a glass, and you know exactly what this beer looks Pretty like. Pretty much, no joke. Pretty much, um, especially uncarbonated. Yeah, there's there's no head or anything. Right. Um, it smells uh, mango. Yeah. Uh, a lot of mango, a little bit of overripe pineapple. pineapple. Yeah, like that fleshy, fruity pineapple where you just bite into it and it's so damn juicy. And that's really it. Just so much tropical fruit. Yeah, uh, you don't get a whole little bit of like grapefruit and citric peel, but like not West Coast in nature, if you yeah. will. Kind of like that pithy fruit, some apricot. I really like this yeast. I did what not, yeast do we use? We use London Ale Three. Okay. Um, awesome. So, wow. Yeah. Um, um, this is more juicy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you were worried. I was worried it was going to be. All the hops were sitting yeah. on top of the Krausen. Yep, and I had to rouse the cowboy and probably could have stand it to do it again. But this is, um, wow, this is juicy as hell. Yes, it is. Uh, smells great. Yep. Taste-wise, um, I'm kind of towards the bottom of my glass here, so it's very grassy. Yeah. Um, well, and it's just not carbed. Yeah, it's, it's not, not even carbed. fair to really do a taste. No, no, the, the taste isn't isn't like... Again, there's some white crackery bready malt at the bottom, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe some of these New England brewers do use dextrose to dry out their beers. Interesting. Which okay. we did not do, but we had dextrose on hand. We had it on so hand. So I think we would have been in that seven and a half yeah, range. Yeah, but well, we, we, had, we had overshot our OG at one point, I believe. At one point, yeah. So we didn't um, want to deal with that. Yeah, I, I think it, it'll be really, really interesting to see how this baby is on Friday. Yeah, I'm really excited. This is a little grassy and bitter. Hardly cold. Yeah. I won't probably drink it too cold. No. I'll probably let her warm up, but yeah. I mean, by cold, I mean 45. Sure. Serving thing. It's good. I think we nailed it. Really interesting. If you guys hear thunking on the table, it's because we're using my remote setup. I'm sorry. And if we sound a little off... Yeah, that's why. We'll be back in the studio next time. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, so that is our initial thoughts on uh, 
Haze for days. Definitely is that. <clears throat> um, and so next, uh, we've talked about Pitchfork on the show before. They are a local brewery that's one of my favorites, uh, mostly because they're extremely homebrew friendly. Yes. Um, you go in and you ask about a beer, they will give you the entire recipe, what they did, what their temps, everything. Um, they they only use whole cone hops. Which is interesting which in this day and age. It's, it's insane. Nobody does that. Except Sierra Nevada. Yeah. They're like the only ones I know that will commercially Um, admit it. Exactly. Um, And not only do they use all whole cone, they uh, use local hops wherever they can. So we have a double IPA uh, sitting in front of us where the majority... I know that the primary hop in here is Columbus. Okay. And that it came from the University of Minnesota. Which cool. is literally ten minutes, ten from miles, here. Not, even. not even ten miles from here. Yeah, um, which is which is awesome. Very cool. Yeah, uh, and your your blanket just growled at you. Smog. <laughs> That's smog, ladies and gentlemen. The chihuahua. Um, so yeah, uh, they like I don't know, they they make really good beers. Not necessarily uh, beers that they're not like a. Uh, a cutting edge chasing the next yeah. hype train which I have a lot of respect for there's a lot of breweries out there uh, that just like They're go for one next thing yeah um, and Pitchfork just kind of does everything good they make they have they don't make bad they don't they just they don't, make beer yeah that is good yeah like good like, beer they're like what I would consider a pub in a way yeah where I would stop in on my way home every day and have a pint and they like, chat I, with the I, locals exactly you feel like it's kind of like a, a home away from home type of yeah, you, brewery you go in there and your yeah. family yeah like, exactly I mean they do free beers on Packer Sundays with yeah, touchdowns for every touchdown you yeah get, you I mean get so Farron Rogers actually and... throws for more than one touchdown in the game in a year <laughs> you actually can get pretty messed up there but um yeah, no, they're they're awesome. Well, and I mean, Furkin Pours are only three bucks on Sundays anyway. True, because they need to empty that. True, yeah, they. I I like their beer. Um, so. But yeah, so this. Do you know about this beer at all? I I know a little bit. I don't know a whole lot. Uh, I'll pull it up on Untapped. Yeah, go ahead and pull it up on. Untapped. I think Mike adds all of them, right? He does. <laughs> well, no, I take that back. He adds about half of them, and I add about half of them. <laughs> Is the way it seems to be working. So this is considered an imperial or double IPA. Yep. Clocking in at seven point six percent alcohol by volume. You know, it's it's a beefy one and a hundred and nine calculated IBUs. That's yeah. insane. Calculated IBUs does not taste it at all. No, not even close. Um, I think it's mostly because the the massive amount of dry hop he did. And do you know? Did he dry hop uh, like? post-primary fermentation or like what's his dry hopping technique everyone dry hops differently he he changes it up per beer that's cool and so it's it's always hard to know hard to know yeah Um, and like he'll even change up so if he's doing a double ipa he'll do uh like if if he does it twice he'll change up the dry hopping each time like he'd be like well i liked it a little bit better if we did a little later dry hop on it Mm. which is nice like the way like they have a three barrel system True. So nice and small. So every time you go in there, it's different beers on tap, and you can kind of nice. They're like a like like a, a. They remind me of a farmhouse brewery who 
really just brews for the community. They don't really brew for production sake. They at all. well, and they refuse to expand unless they can pay cash for it. That's cool. Which is awesome. That's really and, which cool. is Especially in this bursting day and age. Of yeah, breweries. everyone's trying to get as big as they can as fast yep. as possible. And, and you know what's wrong with that? Go into your local liquor store and look at all your local breweries just sitting there. Yep. Barely moving a freaking sixer a day, probably. Seriously, some of them. Yeah. Goodness. No, it's it's horrible. It's sad. It's and really if you want fresh is. beer, you go to go the, to the source, source anyway. Yeah. So. Can you imagine living in Munson? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so damn drunk every day. All right. So initially, when I smell this beer, um, I get I get a lot of hop character, yeah. like a lot of that hop aroma. But I get the like, car, the the malt really pops forward. To me. Yeah. This I think I told you this on our first serving. Um, Immediately speaking, I smell this and I think Imperial ESB. Yeah, this English, smells like an English bitter, extra special bitter, jacked up, more caramel, more like noble hops, like floral yep. English. Like, I mean, you say Columbus, I don't get it. Like, well, and a hint of dankness at all, but part, it's whole part, cone. Well, it's it's whole cone and it's local Columbus. True, I, I've seen that local Columbus is a little bit more towards that noble hop mm-hmm. than the West Coast Columbus is, where it's not as dank. Yep, like literally, and when we say dank, it can come off as just like really really yes earthy marijuana-esque piney resinous yeah this is yeah but this really really reminds me of more of an esb or just even an english style ipa yep um where it's malt forward color wise very red yeah borderline copper yeah again esb yep screams esb to me it's probably what Eight SRM, yeah, maybe about. just approaching nine, just borderline and amber, borderline and red. It's still clear though. Yeah, for no well, actually, there's a little bit of chillies. It's not completely see through. True, yours well, might be. I'm... Yours looks a little more clear, but glassware. Glassware. <laughs> Eric has dirty glasses. True. We're gonna blame it on. Go for it. <clears throat> I know I do. <laughs> um. Wow. It's. It's such a change in gear from what we were just smelling and tasting, but it's pleasant. Yeah. Like, this would be awesome. Have you had more than one glass in a sitting? Yes. Do you feel buzzed after the second glass? I feel buzzed after the first, usually. Okay, good. (laughs) That's that's what he was definitely going after here. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, actually, the first time I had this, I walked into the tap room, I looked up at the chalkboard where they have all their uh, beers listed. Yeah. Not a beer under 6%. Jesus. On the tap That's, like, against your M.O. Well, no, I yelled at him. I was like, Mike, what the hell? I need a 4% filter, please. And then, no joke, the next week, Straw Pills was on tap, and that's like a 4.5-5% Pilsner. I don't think I've had it. Straw, Straw Pills is really It's a really good Pilsner. It's couches. Yeah, we need like something to I lean know. back on. Lean back. Uh, no, lean uh, back. The, the Straw Pills is really good, but we're focused on this one here. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, well, uh, taste-wise. Let's dive into that. Yeah. While Eric's tasting, I will take up airtime by reminiscing about Pitchfork beers. I like their yeast strain. I get a lot of their house yeast strain in, like, every one of their beers. Yeah. Kind of like with Surly, I get their house. I think, do they use 007, these guys? I think so. I know that I know they English use a lot of yeast. Yeah. Um, 
it's really, really malt forward, like biscuity, slightly caramely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if if you told me there was like Vienna or Munich in here, I wouldn't probably yep. disagree with you. This uh, is also it, older. Like, uh, isn't this like a month old now? Yeah, I think it's about a month in. This is this is literally the last growler of it. So I, I get zero, like. I don't get any real hot bitterness. Maybe like 50 IBUs worth is what it feels like. Yeah. It's really calculated. It's insane. Yeah. Balanced. I don't know. Balanced is the right word. It is an an ESB to me, though. Yeah. And I want it canned. (laughs) Can you imagine just this tall boy? (laughs) I want it canned in like 3% less. Like crawlers. (laughs) No, I I like it. I think it's, it's really a nice change of pace to have a... Like a, a multi, a multi hoppy beer, like all local sourced. I think the idea and everything behind it is just awesome, and I would definitely drink this again. Yeah, no, um, there's a like a caramel biscuity. Um, they they do have a very distinctive house mm-hmm. flavor mm-hmm. that I pick up in a majority of their beers. So, like their darker beers, like their porters and stuff, I yep. don't necessarily pick it up. But anything lighter, like even their pilsner, I I get it. You're gonna call me crazy, but there's like this. Earl Grey tea-esque floral, like, hoppiness. I'm not, I mean, really, like, when you drink it and just, it's right at the back end before you swallow. You're not insane. Like a bigamet tea, in a way, very faint. There, there's, there's something tea-like yeah. at the end there. Leafy tea, loose tea. Yeah. Black tea. <laughs> just fucking tea, man. No, um, it's... Would, would, would you drink it again? Would you yes. drink another I glass? I think if, if I... I would just label it English Imperial IPA. What I would call it. Yeah, no, because it wasn't labeled American I, Double right. IPA or anything. And we have no idea. Double yeah. IPA. Yeah, I, I would just call it English Double IPA or something like that. Or even yeah. Imperial ESB even. And I think it would be like two style... Though I, I will say when uh, when it, it was fresh? when it was brand new fresh, that Columbus leapt out of the glass. Really, it was insane. I wish I could have got out there to try it. For yeah, sure. well, and it's it's one of those things where <laughs> IPAs are one of those things where you got to try them fresh. as fresh as possible, yeah. um, and a lot of them will just go bad. I'm True. glad that this one held up the yeah. way it did. Uh, it kind of probably changed a little bit too. It changed a lot yeah. uh, from. Which, which is always fun to try as well, and I'm glad that it didn't turn. Because you'll get uh, yeah, it's some not, beers. It's not a muted, like, bitter mess. It's because it didn't rely on the hops solely. Right. Like, you'll you'll try IPAs, and yeah. you know they rely they on the fall hops off. completely. Yeah. And then when they fall off, they taste like terrible beers. True. Um, and I think it's yeast strain and conditioning and how long. There's so many factors that go into, like, yeah. long-term storage of yeah, beers. Well, and I think that's why, like, big breweries like Deschutes, Sierra Nevada, all those ones that like have mass production of their like pale ales and American mm-hmm. IPAs, they're made for long term. They're not yeah. they're not made for fresh. like a stone enjoy by. Yeah. They're not made like a treehouse or a surly or <clears throat> they're made to sit on a shelf for three well, months. Well and you never know like, what what conditions like I know exactly the conditions that this was in before it went into this grow. Right. Like, you don't know that when you go to the liquor store. Yeah. Like it kills me to walk into a liquor store and see an IPA sitting on the shelves. Out of the freezer. How or, long or was that chiller. sitting there? Or yeah. just under the bright lights. Like if I had a cooler 
and I was a liquor store, that cooler would have lights would be off until somebody walks into it. No, did you red uh, red lights? That would be cool. Right? But yeah, no, I think you, like you you said it's locally sourced. You know the brewery, you know the process. He's open. He's uh, he teaches you a little bit about things. It's awesome. Oh, and I I brought somebody like this is just another fun anecdote because I like sharing these. I brought a uh, a coworker was in town. Um, for a couple of days and so I brought him the pitchfork because he's a beer fan yeah and he uh like so we stop in and he's like he so he he grabbed Mike's ear and they just talk beer like he'll he'll talk beer with anybody Mm -hmm. and as soon as soon as like uh, my coworker starts asking him questions like Mike's Mike is the head brewer his face lights up yeah and he's like he thrives on what all right, let's talk about this beer now. Like, oh, and you got to try this one. And, well, I mean, if you like that one, you got to try this one. Yeah. And, like, generous service. He, he, is, <laughs> he is as close to what I can predict as to be, like, a, um, like, uh, what is the word? Like a teacher, like karate kid teacher. What do they call that? Um, it's the Japanese word for it. Uh, sensei. sensei. He's yeah. like a sensei. He's a beer sensei who would who would like to just like be like, hey, you want to brew? You know, I could see him. Well, and show I think people. I think part of that is he spent uh, how many years at uh, Northern Brewer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did he really? Yeah, he, I didn't know that. He about was him. he was the first employee that they actually hired. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. So he was at Northern Brewer for years. So he's he has all this time talking with uh, home brewers and stuff. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap up here because we I've been you know basically just talking. Hey, it's, up fun to banter. <laughs> it's fun to banter. It's fun to banter and and right. talk about. Let's the wrap this up. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash blindedstudios uh, and become a patron today. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head over to blindedstudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage, and then do all of your Amazon shopping and get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It helps us out. It's super easy for you to do, so do that. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindedstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindedstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Cheers.